hello, hello. Hey. Hi. Oh, good. You you are here. I the way that you texted saying your computer was freaking out. At that point, I pictured you uh, sort of like uh, in a ro- in a room. There's like monitors. There's some of the there's smoke coming out of some of the monitors. You're you're wheeling around the room back and forth uh, from from keyboard to keyboard. Uh, you know, maybe you've, maybe there's like a drink spilled on something. Uh, yeah, I was typing on two keyboards at once. Sparks flying. You're um, like, we've lost it. Wait, I don't know what the the the, yeah, the encryption reacquire the encryption code. Uh, so I thought maybe I, I actually did. I was in the middle of texting you. Is this a restart? your computer situation or a postpone until tomorrow situation. There was no telling, you know, that thing when you restart your computer several times by a hard power cycle and it does different things each time. And then at one point it sort of stops in the middle of the BIOS loading, but with no apparent error or question. And then you restart it a fifth time, and it just works like normal. Well, um, I have That's the thing I, haven't owned, I was having. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I, I haven't owned a uh, non-Apple computer in such a very long time. That sounds vaguely familiar. That sounds like something that would have happened to the computer that I constructed uh, myself in 2001. And uh, the or the winter of two thousand one, spring of two thousand two, which is the last computer that I owned that was a Windows computer, um, and uh, so the days of reinstalling Windows every every quarter um, and dealing with said BIOS are behind me. And now what happens is I have a computer and it works until it doesn't work, and when it doesn't work, then I have to take it to somebody, and then they either say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put it in this box and we'll uh and mail it away and then you'll get a new one or they say it's the logic board and then they take it away for a number of days and then I get I think a new one or I'm stuck with it and then I have to buy a Restore new one. the logic. Yeah, well, the 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 um Apple laptops at this point the interior the internals are so fused into one uh, ultra optimized unit of computer that there if something goes wrong at all there it is easier i guess it's more um it's it's manpower wise easier for them to just give you a new one than it is for them or replace the entire internals than it is for um i mean i'm looking the at lo- this computer the logic board is just a euphemism for computer at this point i have uh, it looks like you have a problem with your computer yeah i i've not i've never bought the logic board thing i've had i've had and these computers i don't want to have talk a computer conversation necessarily but i've had the my problems are always very uh very banal uh like uh sometimes i open the computer and it doesn't the display doesn't turn on or a really fun one i had at one point was that the display logic got reversed somehow uh, like the so, you could if you opened it, it was off, and if you closed it, it wouldn't go to sleep because the display was on. Um, <laughs> and and uh, then occasionally hard hard resetting the computer with the power button would fix that. 
Um, you take it in, logic board situation. Uh, so do you miss uh, a sense of control um, or, you know, interaction or agency you had using a computer that you understood and could work on, or is it just a relief? I mean, I, I that's a bit of a leading question, uh, but <laughs> I absolutely all the time uh, miss – there. I think so. I actually have a, f- a few things here. Like, I, I really miss uh, that feeling, like being able to look inside a computer and point different parts and say, you know, th- oh, this is, you know, there's the heat sink for the graphics card. There's my AGP port. There's my uh, there's my SCSI port or whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, I miss the uh, the way like we don't realize. I guess at the time I didn't realize that 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 the way that computers advanced wasn't going to continue like that. Um, we computers, the internals of computers, in a lot of ways have, have plateaued. Um, you know, computers have had four, two to eight gigs of RAM for quite a while now. Um, yeah, we did live through an interesting, yeah, sort of ramp up because I feel very similar. It. it coincided with me sort of doing other things more in life anyways but i look at it and i built this computer yes i this is a frankenstein computer i built but i built it maybe nine or ten years ago and i've thrown extra stuff in it occasionally and it all still works um yeah it's just what happened i well, I mean, uh, the the uh, there's issues like clock speed happened. I guess at some point, a bus size became more important than your than your megahertz, because um, all of that sort of ceiling, right? Megahertz hasn't changed. You know, gigahertz rather hasn't changed, and uh, the ceiling there has has sort of stopped. Um, and to be clear, it's not like obviously you're. That's pretty good, by the way. Almost ten years on a on a home. Yeah, that's home really computer. long. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, there's they obviously still exist. You could still build computers and stuff. I have no. Uh, at this point, it's a sort of a hobbyist pursuit, though. Um, more so than at the time. Like at the time, uh, building a computer was the cheapest way to have a computer. It's probably still the cheapest way. Um, but the. Uh, but I, now I, I need an Apple for work, and all your stuff's in the cloud anyway, the cloud. I don't want to deal with a <laughs> Windows computer at home and an Apple computer at work. All my f- telephones take pictures. i got to put all those somewhere. Um, I don't need to be adding to an external hard drive full of pictures when I can just put them in the cloud. I've fallen prey to all of the, all of the things instead of uh, what I used to do. Uh, in 2004, which is import my pictures manually into folders uh, by date, by, by month, and then uh, uh, painstakingly go through each photo, looking at it, rating it on a star <laughs> rating. Or, up, up, there's, you know, <laughs> like, you there's know. definitely a graph that can be drawn of how much effort we're willing to put into things as we get I, I think it's as we get older, there's probably several reasons, but for me, there is this sense of what is important for me to be spending my time on versus something else. And 
it's sort of a level of perspective. And it's like I resist non-manual processes, but as they get better and more useful and I get older and see adjust what I find important in life, I'm just saying, okay, I'm going to go with this. It's good enough. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there, there's my, the window of time I have to uh, my non-manual process window is, or my manual process window is down to uh, a, a precious few hours post bedtime um, every night. Like, you know, I have basically from realistically from nine to nine thirty uh, down to however late I want to stay up and still be able to wake up to say report record a podcast at the butt crack of dawn, which is what, um, and also the the um, commoditization, I guess, of the or the you know the uh, there are a lot more photos flying around to use the photo example. I, I at at a time I would you know I was l- literally going through every single photo. I was I was clearing out photos because hard drive space didn't grow on trees either. Um, now hard drive space doesn't matter. I just upload it to the cloud. And then the cloud, the little meter on the cloud says, if you don't look out, you're going to have to pay me more per month, sucker. Um, and, uh, to, but, uh, now, you know, I, I, a don't really think about it with the phones, right? The phone just uploads photos. So I don't have to even go through the import process, but even with, uh, if I do, uh, with you know decide to manually do it or i have my my slr or whatever my slr holds like a completely comical amount of pictures and you know you know like a few thousand you know some entirely hypothetical number of photos fit on my uh 32 gig memory card or whatever and you you upload them and you just go blah you hit the button and it just (laughs) photos go blah just you're you're just dumping a bucket of photos into a hole uh, and then I forget about them for a year and a half or something. You know, one one day I'll take take out the nice camera and take pictures of my children and be like, oh, I'm gonna get back into photography today. This is when it happens. And then a year and a half later, I'm like, oh, look at that. The last time I used this camera was my daughter's birthday ago. <laughs> well, now to replace that, you're pretty active on Instagram, and and. Not just spamming, you know. There's some um, sort of a cultivation to it. Uh, yeah. Whatnot. So, you know, that's useful. People see it. You see it. It's more quality over quantity. I think it's a good medium. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm definitely a person who takes the time to put white areas on their photos and crop them. Uh, uh, well, there's, you know, so I guess this starts to get very get off my lawn because I was doing all that stuff uh, with the computer, and it wasn't just limited to photos. And but we we're, you know, we're building computers, we're reinstalling Windows every every three months. Um, I was I went through a period. I was thinking about the other day. I drew icons a lot, um, like not like oh well, icons, but also uh, cursors. That's what I meant to say. Um, you got your 32 by 32 pixel art canvas. You can draw yourself some cursors. You ever draw a cursor? Oh, yeah, I used to make, yeah, I had something where you could do that and you could make animated cursors. Oh yeah, you could. Oh man, I was really into that. Mm-hmm. I had, I had a, a variety of lightsabers. Um, 
Ah, yeah. And, and they all I animated. have a lot of nuclear explosion things. I, I think they were less practical and just more nonsense. I think that you had a nuclear... I think... That, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you not make a nuclear explosion cursor, an animated cursor that was a, uh, a mushroom cloud and then one frame of it was just a smiley face? Does that sound well, familiar? Well, I'm not... I don't remember... I don't, Remember if it was the smiley face, but yes, I, I, that sounds right. Yeah, I think if, if memory serves, you ran out of patience for trying to draw every frame of a nuclear explosion in a 32 by 32 <laughs> pixel area and drew a smiley it can face. take some time. I was less dedicated to details than you. Yeah. Let me just back up what I'm saying and back up in time a little bit. Mm. There was a boy I knew who had a font collection. Do you recall? Oh that? yeah, no. I so the interesting thing about the font collection that I would have <laughs> um, is that uh, I think it was part of learning about computers that uh, for me that you had. Well, I was also very limited in my computer's ability to do anything. Um, I had a very old computer. Even at the time, it was an old computer. And uh, but you would discover that hiding within folders, you know, uh, that if, when we were growing up, you you put in a disc, you go navigate to the folder of the of a, a video game, and you hunt through sixty five files named various inscrutable things, looking for the one that ended in .exe, and you double click on that file, and the game would happen. Um, <laughs> the 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 rest of all of that was a complete mystery. Um, all of that is, you know, uh, and for, for, for a while now has been hidden away on, on Apple computers. Everything's packaged, so you just have, like, a, a, a icon. You can still open it, but it's it, the, the navigating through a folder looking for the one executable thing in that folder among, like, autoexec.bat or whatever else is in there. Um, is right. a is a lost a, a little bit lost to time um, from a you know unless you're going and looking for it, but you could navigate into folders um, and and find little little gems little treasures. You could find maybe maybe the game had a loading screen, but that was really just a JPEG hiding in a folder, um, or or like the skins for a a, a character uh, texture or something like that. But no matter what, you can always find. Uh, file uh fonts and i i uh this is you know before spotlight search or whatever they call it on windows so you know file search uh that was particularly useful at least i i didn't know where to find a file search so <laughs> you just go looking around uh for fonts and you could get yourself some fonts it was like a little treasure hunt to find fonts and then put them on your old computer that couldn't really play a game but it could install fonts <laughs> <laughs> let's just say Cam made the best out of what he was given. Well, I, you know, I had a lot of time. Uh, I, my my free time, uh, roughly, you know, especially being homeschooled, you finish up school uh, whenever you could. Um, and for mm -hmm. me, that was fairly early in the day. Um, and for a while there, I never worked an hourly job in high school, um, which I... I am going to require my children to do, uh, definitely. But I, I played violin, uh, and it paid very well per hour. It just not very frequently. 
but so the rest of the time, I mean, despite the, you know, we've discussed, I got up and practiced from 630 to 830 or whatever. Then you get to school then at nine. Breakfast. Yeah. Oh, then had breakfast. Yeah. And uh, you get to school at nine and maybe you're done at, with school at like 1230 or one. And what do you, you got, then you got a day, you got a whole day ahead of you. Then you got font time. It's font time. <laughs> Let's start looking for some fonts. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> um, yeah, and and now you know. Now I'm uh, I I get home from work. I have children. Uh, the children take time. You know, cleaning up after dinner takes time. And then all of a sudden it's nine thirty, and you're saying, "All right, I have realistically three hours uh, that I need to uh, that I have to for for a little bit of me time." Um, that is not a time I'm going to be manually organizing anything. Uh, you know, I, I, I watch an episode of Westworld like I did last night. That takes up an hour of that. All of a sudden now it's 1030 and the clock's ticking, you know? Mm. <sighs> well, I'm sure it was a good use of your time. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh last night. So I'm more uh I'm more of a, a half asleep mess than normal. Uh cuz last night uh in around uh I don't know, some god awful hour, my daughter woke up um crying and then I went in to console her and she kept crying and she cried harder and at some point she reaches a like don't wake the other child threshold where you got to get her out of the room before Archer wakes yeah, up, and then every then literally everyone in the apartment is awake at three o'clock in the morning or whatever. And that's you just never want that to happen. Um, she she uh did, went. She just she just freaked out for a while. We had her in the kitchen. This happened with Archer a couple times. Where they have your children gone through? I people call it the night terrors, where they don't uh, wake up. Like they they're just crying, but they're not entirely awake. Like maybe they won't open their yeah, eyes. Yeah, uh, not frequently, but yeah, that, I've I've experienced that. Yeah, this is the first time it's happened with with her, and uh, it took a while. You know, there's a there was a cold washcloth on the face to try to wake her up, and like just you know uh, consoling her. Eventually, she calmed down after a you know a, a distressingly long amount of time, um, and we realized that. What what we I think what we did is we overloaded her with a movie today. Um, she watched the movie Storks. Are you familiar with this movie? Yeah, I mean I don't think I've seen it, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's I would have never seen it, but it was uh, uh, because it's a movie about storks that deliver babies. <laughs> um, but uh, my sister recommended it to me, uh, saying it was actually very funny, and it is. It's a very funny movie. It's at uh, it. The problem is it runs at. A hundred million miles an hour. It's it's one of those extremely extremely manic children's movies. Um, uh, yeah. It's very it's very witty and funny and stuff, but it's also very rapid fire for like an hour and a half. Um, way way faster than any like adult movie is at all. Um, it's it it uh, I think it was just more than she's used to dealing with. And there's also a baby in it that gets, you know, flung around as comic relief. Oh, the baby's falling off the cliff. Quick, fly down and get, you know, that kind of stuff. And she turned away from the screen a few times, according to my wife. I was in the kitchen making awesome food. Uh, so, like, I, I think that I think that we were dealing with some blowback from 
from putting our like very young child in front of a like a, a cacophony of light and sound for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm imagining it's not there's no movie. You're just like, all right, sit them down, and it's just sort of like the screen flashes rapidly in different patterns, and there's just sort of crescendoing chromatic sound waves. <laughs> all right, now go to bed. <laughs> I mean, when we were kids, they had that warning in front of like the Pokemon cartoon, and they, you know, because once in the Pokemon cartoon, Pikachu would, you know, lightning. And then there would flash. I mean, this is this is an hour and a half of of that. We've moved way past the <laughs> the warning stage, the uh, the epilepsy warning. I think this is just that. I guess, man, I'm sounding really old and grumpy today. Remember when they measured megahertz? These kids don't appreciate their gigahertz. <laughs> I had, a, I had, yeah, okay. I had a hundred megahertz computer. Oh, that was cool. I had a. Pinium uh, 3 was my first computer that was actually capable of playing video games. Pinium 3, uh, 333 megahertz, uh, talked my family into getting to replace our Performa 400, which was a 16 megahertz computer. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I bet you guys were super productive with it. Well, my favorite. Good job. My favorite. Uh, you know, you can play some Math Blaster on it, some Oregon Trail. Um, my favorite thing about the 16 megahertz computer was, uh, my dad, you know, realized at some point that it needed to be up, up, upgraded. Uh, so he talked to the neighbor and the neighbor talked him into getting a 500 megabyte hard drive (laughs) for a 16. This is a 16 megahertz computer with, I think two, two megabytes of Ram. So... (laughs) The obvious question here is exactly how many font packs can fit on a 500 megabyte hard drive? Well, it's not. It's more of an issue of supply, really. You only have so many floppy disks in the <laughs> There's house. There's not enough fonts. Yeah. We're going to have to create them. Eventually, Luckily, we can. Event- Would you like animated fonts or no? <laughs> Eventually, you run out of floppy disks in the house to scour for <laughs> fonts. <laughs> Uh, I, I there's a I have a, a Fat Boy Slim album that I I bought recently because it was a, a bargain. Uh, it's got a picture of a floppy disk on the front, and my children had no idea what that was. Of course. Yeah, I mean it's. I have considered that it's the save icon to this day. Oh yeah. And I guess I take for granted that I know what that means, but really now it's just an icon. Some kind of abstract hieroglyph that says, "Do this." <laughs> I mean, even a even a CD. We're we're already past the age of CDs in a lot of ways. You know, like they're still around. Uh, you know, a lot of the time now they're Blu-rays, and they feel all. You know, a Blu-ray now feels all coated and nice. You know, like you hold a Blu-ray right. in your hands, it feels substantial. As CDs are starting to disintegrate, the CDRs I bought, you know, a huge spindle of for fifteen dollars, uh, fifteen years ago, are starting to peel. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, they they have a shelf life. Oh, they oh do they? Yeah, and like we. Oh man, that was the heyday, going to Office Depot, grabbing one of those special spindles it's like a hundred cds the ones that didn't have any labels on them at all and yeah you're like this will be fine yep oh well i mean have we discussed my cd i 
I forget if we discussed my my your CD method. My CD method. Where I, you had a copy of everything you ever bought, and then you used the copy, and then you secreted away the originals or something. That's yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, if we uh, we're we're on the 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 sunset of an of a weirdly short area of time where we bought like music on a shiny plastic object that lasts roughly 20 years and put it in and it was in a you know the uh, a fragile plastic case that if you look at it wrong will break on the inside and uh, <laughs> the jewel case yeah, <laughs> it's it's odd to me to to be interacting with any kind of physical media now like I will buy <clears throat> Blu-ray, DVD, whatevers of certain movies. Um, very few that I just want to have offline access to, or and or have some. I don't know if I'd say supporting the thing because I like it because I have no confidence that <clears throat> that money goes to support. Anything that I yeah. actually liked about it. No, you really want but, to put some money on Warner Brothers' table. They yeah, really exactly. Right. But yeah, there are a few I'll buy. <clears throat> Sorry. And uh, yeah, it's still very odd. I, it quickly went from the pictures of, you know, the person's entertainment center where they would just have wall to wall DVD cases and it was. There was like a good five-year period where that was the height of accomplishment for a certain age group. Right. It was how many, you know, I bought this 600 DVD holder and I filled it up completely. And I was always minorly baffled by how they, I mean, did they really, I don't think it was so much that you were actually watching all those movies. It's just that you would have them. I mean, there's a... Yeah, there's a, 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 I guess, a hobbyist thing that's media uh, accumulation. And then, you know, the next format of media hits, and then you have to do it all over again. And now all those DVDs are worthless. But, you know, they're, they're, in the, they're, at, they're at Goodwill for a dollar. Um, my, uh, my grandfather has always been a, how do I put this? Um, he's a he's a t- technology enthusiast, but uh, only in terms of consumption and not in terms of like understanding what the heck he owns or how to work it or anything. Um, <laughs> when I was little, he was he was the person. W- he had a five point. He had a surround sound system and a uh, pro- a humongous projection TV, like one of those that weigh like two hundred pounds. And uh, and I remember watching Yanni. Uh, a Yanni uh, VHS tape, a surround sound VHS tape, I guess. Uh, Wait, that's oh, okay. I'm fairly right. certain. I could this is be your story. I could be a, a, embellishing the surround sound part. I feel I feel fairly strongly that there were bongos coming from behind me when I was watching <laughs> Yanni. Uh, I get that. Feeling and uh, too. It, it was uh, you know it was top top of the top of the line, and he and he's done that a few different times, and. Um, you know, rebuy. You know, now he's got a a huge flat screen TV, and and uh, you know, he's got Blu-rays, and um, but even at the time, the remote. I remember the remote being uh, roughly the size of like a a grape nuts box, like a huge. No, that's it's it wasn't that big, but it was extremely large and intimidating, and you weren't <coughs> supposed to touch it. Uh, he also had a um 
a Mac Tower, one of the um, you know when the late nineties and uh, the Apple Apple computers got a you know a, a tower. Uh, forget what it was called. Look, kind of blobby uh, when their their uh, oh, industrial yeah. design yeah, got the, all the, soft so and like weird. a bubble. Yeah, and yet he, uh, he it was the nicest Mac computer I n- knew of, and uh, he let me use it once or twice. And then one day, I I was notified by my mother. She said, um, "Your grandfather said that you messed messed up his computer." And I, because they live down the road from us, I would get on it occasionally and just look around because it's a Mac. There's nothing to do on a Mac when you're a kid in like 1997. There's no games on that thing. Come on. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I said I, I, you know, I didn't. I, I denied having messed with this computer. And uh, turns out, I can't remember if he personally accused me of this or what, but his icons, his icons had been moved around. Um, is what had no. happened. Yeah, and I. I I was asked not to use his computer anymore. I moved his icons around. I didn't. I don't think I moved his icons around. But um, he he's always had these very expensive expensive pieces of electronics, and uh, did not fully understand roughly any aspect of them. But was extremely protective. Um, yeah. Don't don't move people's icons around. I guess. Well, I've given up on the media thing, too. I used to be like, I'm not relying on the internet to be able to watch a movie, and who knows if this place is going to be around when I want this movie at 10 decades from now. And I'm like, I guess I want to watch this movie. Yeah, I'll buy it online. Oh, you buy it? I've, I've not bought well, the movie. Well, depends, but yeah, rent it, buy it, whatever. I at some point the um the size of of uh technology got to a point where I just like I don't think it's funny anymore. Uh like I uh, you have you seen a Switch game cartridge a Nintendo Switch game cartridge? Yeah, they just like SD cards now. They're like well, okay, an SD card fundamentally is is actually an SD card is right when I thought everything, I think that was peak awesome. The first time I saw an <laughs> SD card, I was like, hell yes, this is some future stuff. This thing's like the, the size of a cornflake. How much stuff can we put on these? Nice. But then it got smaller and smaller. And now there's like an SDXY card that goes into your phone that you, you, you put, you stick a, you know, a paper clip into your size of the, fo- the side of your phone and a, a little tray comes out and that tray is like a quarter of the size of an SD card. And then inside the tray, there's a little, little card that's like a quarter of the size of the tray. And that thing's like 128 gigs and it's like the size of your pinky nail. And it's, yeah, it's a little disorienting yeah. in some ways. <laughs> At some point I was like, all right, we can stop. This is, this is a little, we've, this is a little much. Uh, at this point, every everything that isn't the size of a pinky nail is kind of theater. Uh, like uh, the insides of an SSD are just, you know, they take up ten percent of the SSD casing, and the rest is just form factor. Like they have to make it that big so it will fit mm-hmm. in the slot. Uh, the I remember thinking that about cell phones, you know, because that went to where the smaller the better. Yeah, and even before they got. To where, you know, that stupid phone where they wanted you to wear it around your neck or something. What? This was old. I want to say it was StarTech. You might want to look that up. That's a, I don't that's know. a was, good future name. I like that. It was right when, yeah. So it occurred to me, 
I thought, well, I mean, you still got to use it like a phone. I think there was a good, very old SNL skit about that as well. So sure. it was a thing. There was a point at which you think, oh, okay, technology's great. Now let's figure out how we can make it so that people have value from using this technology. Uh, water's under the bridge on that one. I'm looking at a Star Attack now. Uh, it's that's not. I don't think it, you wore it around your neck. The StarTac appears to be a very, very old flip phone with an extendable antenna. Man, I forgot about the extendable antenna, just kind of in general. Um, and it's got like a calculator screen on it. It's uh, you're, you're not. No, that's it. There was a commercial where somebody was wearing it around their neck. Wearing it. That's it. Oh, okay. I don't know why you would do it. Oh, but... like on a lanyard or something I, like yeah, a strap. Well, yeah, lanyard. Okay. Fine. Yeah. No, like. All pointlessly right. carrying it around in view. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I, I, it's so small. I mean, you could put it in your pocket, but why would you? Why would you? Uh, this is pre-holster, I guess. Um, Was there ever pre-holster? I can't, man. My, my dad has gone through a, a couple of holsters. I keep urging him to just put his phone in his pocket like a like a normal person. Well, we don't want to alienate our two listeners, so, you know, oh, right. holsters are great, yeah. and I feel okay about people who use them. Fully support hol- holsters. Also, go Saints. <laughs> um, yes, we've secured that for now. Uh, let's see. Do we have any topics for this week that aren't just two, or t- or like, uh, mid-30s men talking about uh, old cell phones and how things used to be bigger than they are now? Um, oh, I have. Well, when you distill it to the actual content, of course it's rubbish. But we're trying to dress it up. Yeah, take our. We gotta. You gotta work with what you have, I guess. Um, I I have a uh, a bit of daughter advice for you. In a way, it's more of a it's more of a story that is a warning more than advice. Okay, I'll remember that for my next lifetime. Go ahead. Okay, so. Uh, well, no, the, remember, uh, no, hold, uh, okay, well, I know you're not going to, but you have a niece now, remember, you wanted some... Yeah, some, no, I will accept this advice, All right. it, you, I, well, I will well, it's, use it. This is more like a, a tale of woe, um, that you can sort of draw your own, Ooh. anyway, you can draw your own uh, 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 conclusions from. They, I was uh, walking through my house uh, a, a few days ago, um, according to the bruise on my hip, um, I'd say about a week and a half ago, and I uh, walked into my children's room, and uh, my daughter had been given some baby bed stuff from from one of my sisters. And uh, by baby bed stuff, I mean she has a little bed frame for a dolly, and uh, one of my sisters had been very resourceful and, and had gotten some little squares of fabric to make a little bed for the baby. Um, now, the baby never actually hangs out in said bed. Um, the baby bed is used to uh, to hold other toys when I have the children clean up the room. You know, the, the, it, I've almost never seen a baby uh, under the blankets in the baby bed uh, the way it should be. Uh, in this particular case, the baby bed stuff um, was strewn, strewn about. Uh, one of the pieces of cloth that was from that particular gift that I assume is part of the baby bed is a piece of cloth that's like a, a sort of a, a gauzy tool kind of fabric, you know, like a see-through. Yeah, like a sheer. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's like a, a two two by two um, foot square of sheer fabric. Um, let me tell you about sheer fabric and hardwood floors. Um, there's <laughs> nothing has less friction. It is zero it's like friction scientific experiment level zero c- friction coefficient. Yeah. Um, so I walk into the room, put one foot on uh, this this piece of purple gauze that was on the floor, um, and start to slip. Uh, I wasn't going particularly quickly. I wasn't running into the room. It did not. I, my feet did not fly out from under me. However, my I was stepping with my. You know, it, actually, if I had been walking faster, my feet would have been farther apart, which would have meant my other foot would have landed on the floor um, instead of also on this very small piece of fabric. So once my second foot landed on the fabric to to sort of like uh, attempt to stabilize, um, at that point I was done for. Um, I was I I and I proceeded to fall very slowly, uh, but inevitably directly onto my hip, um, <laughs> and I got a nice like three inch wide, you know, green and purple bruise. For a Did while. Shannon at least get to witness this? Uh, or? She, my mother was in town and they heard me uh, crash down from the living room. By the time they got in there, I was just lying on the floor contemplating. Um, so was their reaction to running there uh, gleefully and engaged or was anyone concerned? I mean, you're, you're concerned for a half second until you're, you have license for glee, I think. Just in general, in a situation <laughs> like that, um, yeah. Anyway, I I don't know what the moral of this is. I I can't. I I thought for a while, and I guess the the male the boy equivalent. I mean, unless you you know you're giving your, I guess gauze in some fashion might work for either child. But in general, your your boy uh, stereotype is going to be like, oh, I stepped on a race car or something. But unless you stepped on like a a uh you know a fire truck and your other foot also landed on the fire truck um the specific experience of having both of your feet <laughs> abandon you uh i i feel like is unique to a uh, to this particular item that is evil so i'm going to have to come up with my own moral yeah. Which is hey man, that's less work for me. Always be completely on guard when near or around females. <laughs> is that fair? Is that un- or unfair as a generalization of a moral of that story? I yeah, I don't want to take responsibility uh, for this. You, yeah, I think you've done a good job drawing your own moral, and uh, the you know the the amount of uh, subtext that. And sort of, uh, um, I feel like you're putting a lot on this story, but I'm also sort of proud that my story has created that much complexity in in you uh, in such little time. So, I can, oh yeah, it was always there. I consider Just, it a win. <laughs> thanks, thanks for dredging up those feelings. I mean, you could take the the moral in a much more practical way and just make sure that whenever you walk into a room that a child has been in, you keep your feet very far apart. You sort of like create a wide base. Um, and sort of sh- no, I'm, shuffle. Yeah, I'm firmly on. You firmly locked me into my emotional slip and falls involving women. So no, I'll I'll be scarred for a while. Okay. Uh, hey, you know I got results. Is what's important. <laughs> I don't care what happened. Something did though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a. I guess I've. Um, in t- similar tales of woe. 
Um, I recently lost a. I was uh, walking home from the grocery store because I can do that here. Walk to the grocery store; it's very nice. Fancy. Um, and I was carrying my groceries in a paper bag. And I shifted the paper bag to the other hand, and both the handles came off the paper bag at once. And I, um, I, a bag of I, my bag hit the sidewalk, um, and there was a bottle of wine in the bag. <laughs> and I just looked down and watched the the puddle of wine grow around my. <laughs> Like him, bag. <laughs> like a grocery bag just got murdered. Just a pool of <laughs> really, wine spreading around. Yeah, the I had accident. To put a chalk outline around the grocery bag and call in the feds. Um, it was very. It was uh, bad. I guess that was a poor transition. Other than the, uh, you know, uh, one tale of woe leads to another. I suppose. Um, the The bottle of wine was a Trader Joe's bottle of wine. Those okay. bottles of wine are not made to to um, be dropped in any way, right? So, but um, the plus, well, I, plus or negative, what the wine got on probably ruined more monetary value than the loss of the wine, which was, I'm guessing, three dollars. <laughs> it was a five. It was five. It was a four ninety nine bottle of wine. Oh, okay. Um, no, it uh, it got on uh, it got on some sealed packages that were okay. And then a, a piece of ginger that I salvaged, and now and I just had purple ginger for a little while. Um, the uh, the wine glass, the largest piece of wine uh, wine bottle glass was maybe uh, three inches wide. Like that wine bottle um, disintegrated. Maybe it's like breakaway glass. Yeah. Maybe it's like there's some kind of regulation where if a wine bottle is under ten dollars. They're afraid it's going to be used in some kind of bar fight or <laughs> sort of some kind of impromptu street battle. And so it has to shatter into pieces smaller than three inches so that it can't be used as a weapon. Well, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, Trader Joe's is a, it's the, the walk from here to Trader Joe's, uh, it's, it's rough. You got you to gotta be on your guard. Right. Um, I need to buy a more expensive bottle, do, yeah. bottle of wine. You need, for do the not self, walk home from there again with, <laughs> without a at least a twelve dollar bottle, and maybe walk to the store with <laughs> a bottle of wine, <laughs> which I'm sure no one will question you about. No, it's a common self defense tactic. You got a, a, a bottle of uh, Malbec. Well, uh, right, you simultaneously look like you may be carrying wealth, so you attract unwanted attention. But then you can defend yourself. You know, if I, uh, I think that as bizarre defenses against muggings go, if you were just walking down the street carrying a bottle of wine, just, you know, not a bag, just a raw <laughs> bottle of wine. Maybe you hold it like a club. You, you kind of have it ready. Um, yeah, yeah, like this guy's not carrying wine somewhere. He's got other plans. Well, and, and someone attempts to mug you, you slam that thing against the nearest building. Wine goes everywhere. <laughs> Um, all of a sudden, you have jagged glass in your hand. You're yelling, let's go at this guy or girl. I don't want to differentiate. And uh, and uh, I, I think they would probably have some th- second thoughts. Yeah, you won't even have to. That's actually pretty brilliant. You won't even have to get into the fight. I mean, you're out 10 to 15 bucks. Uh, what's, but hey, is your life worth that? Yeah, yeah. the price is safety. You know what this episode's about? Preparedness. <laughs> I'm going to shuffle into you every room be. with my feet three feet apart and carrying a bottle sh- of wine like a club. <laughs> You're shuffling to Trader Joe's with a bottle of wine 
held like a club, looking askance at every female you see along the way. Wait. Oh, oh, ready. yeah. I forgot. There was also a, a paranoia about an entire gender in there. Got it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, I, uh, so the, that story, I'm, I'm, I, uh, for when you when you see your groceries uh just sort of tumble to the side like that and then the 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 uh puddle of wine grows i'm thinking about what's in the bag i'm realizing all of it's salvageable um and you're just it, it, there's no reason for me to you know panic or yell or freak out there's no one to freak out to i'm just sort of like well this is my life now um i have to do something about this. So very slowly, I sort of uh, took the op- opened the bag, um, which was you know uh, falling apart because it's soaked in wine. I pull out my groceries. I was able to hold all my groceries sort of in one arm and trying not to get wine on my jacket. I sort of created a little uh, you know a little uh, uh, a packet of broken wine bottle and soaked paper bag in the other hand. And I walked down the sidewalk um, this, so sadly, holding this dripping thing of, of, of a broken glass out away from me. I walked past no fewer than three different people, one of whom was walking out of their house uh, as I walked the four blocks. Or actually, I walked two blocks like that. Um, and no one made eye contact with me. Um, the, the person who was walking out of their house, I was just, I was wondering if there would be a good Samaritan situation where they look at me and they think, oh, I'm in Chicago. They charge seven cents a bag here, which means that everyone who lives in Chicago has five dozen totes inside their house. Um, and they run inside and get me a tote, but no, they, they, I was, uh, persona non grata there on the sidewalk. Um, Mm. no, no one acknowledged me. I, I eventually ducked into an alley put all my groceries inside an Amazon Prime box and carried a box of groceries home. <laughs> Just like in a stack of boxes in an alleyway? Oh, yeah. Well, this is, again, Chicago, Amazon Prime boxes everywhere. Um, put- <laughs> Just like drift weed, you know, like oh, yeah. tumbleweeds, just Amazon boxes just blowing through the streets, rolling in big clumps. It's I. They are everywhere. You know, you just find a, a trash can that uh, that isn't you know that isn't completely tainted with someone else's groceries or someone else's food trash. Um, broken wine know, bottles and broken wine bottles and and sadness. Uh, no, it, it, that's 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 my broken. That's my grocery sad grocery story from the other week. The ginger was fine. <laughs> well. Chicago sounds super interesting. <laughs> it's such a wonderful place to live. It really is, though. <laughs> it's maybe raining outside right now, and it may have hailed in the last week, and nope. uh, and I may have dropped groceries on the ground. Um, but in general, it's wonderful. So, despite them, despite not being offered a tote, which I'm truly sorry you had to go through that. Oh, thank you. Are Chicagoans? Is that a word? Yeah, Chicagoans. Okay, are Chicagoans generally helpful, or do, is there a, a sort of a city? There's too many people to interact with each other's lives vibe, or is it, or is it just neutral? Is it something discernible? 
Well, I think uh, your one's impression of of uh, friendliness and and a lot of the other uh, general ways one might make those sort of judgments is a lot of it's very based on expectations. Um, I think so. One might say. Chicagoans mind their own business or are on their, you know, they're always in a hurry. These city people, they're hurry. Well, you know, that it depends on what you expect to be doing with your time, you know, like walking past, um, it, pe- people will walk around you, uh, because it's a city. You, you, people will drive past, there are a lot of streets where there are one or two lanes, depending on how determined people are to go around you. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's a, right. there's a lot of that, especially with driving. Um, I think in general, it, it's all, it all kind of makes sense. Like, I really don't feel like I've ever, I've have, uh, I don't, I don't feel one way or the other, I guess the, the people are not overly brusque and they're not overly, uh, super friendly. It's just a city full of pretty sensible, normal people. Um, I, I have discovered, um, through my travels up in the Midwest that the, uh, that the southern hospi- the uh so southern hospitality uh cliche um is i i have had evidence both for that hospitality not necessarily being unique to the south and also the south not necessarily being quite as hospitable as people think um the former is uh, uh, the shortest way to say it is i've been through indianapolis a number of times and every single time i feel like i'm uh i'm visiting a a very overly friendly church um, I, I'll stop at a, a fast food place and someone will wait, where Indian, Indiana. Did I say Indianapolis? Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Yeah. In, I don't know. Yeah. Indiana. Uh, we've stopped at, uh, a Culver's, which is the uh, regional fast food chain and people are almost concerningly nice. Uh, they'll open the door for you and smile too much and be very friendly and ask how you are. It's just the most friendly state in my limited experience of any state I've been to in, in this year union. And, uh, and it's, it's borderline unsettling how, how friendly everyone is in Indiana. And then I, I think back to living in, uh, in Florida and walking cause we did a fair amount of walking. We lived on the beach and there was a more than a handful of times, uh, I was yelled at, uh, by, <laughs> some, by someone going by in a car. Um, in in uh in Jacksonville, Florida. Um and I think about those two things a lot. Um Jacksonville or Florida Florida or maybe just the south like other than a uh, waitress calling you sweetheart when she gets you more coffee, which is something that I find very charming. Um overall I would say that uh Florida was a more uh user hostile place to live in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, I think we've discussed Florida feels a bit frontier like even in its um, civilized areas, right? Sort of like things are going to try to survive here, so please don't get in the way too much. Yeah, I, I want. I think. Yeah. I think the. I think we're talking more about just rural culture. I think that's where the idea of southern hospitality, sure, but that idea of hospitality comes from where. It's more like uh, you're surviving, you're just living, um, and so it's not as much a scheduled result-based activity to go about your day, and you know, it might be a holdover from, and 
you can see this in a lot of cultures that are still coming out of that rural phase or are, is that, you know, somebody's here, you, and they stay, you invite them to stay a couple days because they've got to go somewhere else, you know. And so I think it's a holdover from that. In the South being traditionally more rural, it probably stayed that way longer. But the people are the same. It's just sort of what you've got to do. And so you see that leftover in artifacts some places. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that makes it such a uh, a broad, a really broad conversation to even have. Like, oh, are people more friendly in the South? Well, uh, what you're talking about, I've certainly experienced. Uh, you go visit, I'll go visit my in-laws, and you show up at one, uh, and you just sort of talk about nothing for till like three and then you go out onto the porch like you're gonna leave but you don't you you know you spend two hours leaving and then you end up maybe leaving by dinner time or maybe you just stay for dinner like no one had a plan for that entire time just a few hours of people hanging out for uh roughly no reason it take you know it, it takes hours to to leave someone's house uh in rural north florida um, but then again, I, I, I'm what I was thinking. Uh, you know, when I'm talking about being yelled at from a car, that wasn't. Those people are not the same people. That's not the same experience. Uh, those are just jerks on the on the beach. Once I was walking home uh, from uh, from work, I might have even been walking to lunch. I'm not certain I was even walking all that far, and someone, as they were driving by, yelled, "Harry Potter, where's your broom?" at me. <laughs> wait what i don't know they yelled harry potter where's your broom and i was well, how old were you i, I an adult a grown man <laughs> who does not vaguely look like i, I don't I even mean, like look like I harry potter a little you bit had a, i mean harry potter didn't exist at the time but you had a phase <laughs> where you could have been you know sort of harassed with harry potter jokes you had small round glasses right and a sort of a vaguely bowl cutish styled hair I w- and uh you were diminutive uh yeah you know i feel like i really missed out on that because uh, yeah never got to say that you could have yeah missed opportunity <laughs> where's your broom harry i uh you know there's i guess there's other possibilities i hadn't considered like maybe this person had uh had access to an early photo of me and and sought me out in order to deliver this very satisfying <laughs> takedown on the street uh, uh florida the place where we never let you forget your past <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this was, I mean, to be very clear, this was uh, roughly the year 2011, um, and I was a, a grown-ass man with no bangs, and I don't, I don't have round glasses or a lightning bolt scar, and I, I don't normally carry a broom, and then one day wasn't. There wasn't any sort of continuity that was being made <laughs> fun like, of here. Hey, there's broom guy. Wait, where's his broom? <laughs> what other famous pop culture icon normally has a broom? <laughs> Uh, my other friend, uh, from that job, and, and this was a, a, a person who I guess looked the part a little bit, uh, in terms of being sort of nerdy looking a sort of a traditional nerd, uh, aesthetic one might say, uh, was walking down the, the street near our work and someone driving past yelled, uh, Star Trek's that way at him. Um, 
So we unpacked that one for a while. Um, I'm not sure if they went, they were just shortening. Maybe they were going past really fast and they didn't have time to drop in all the syllables it would have required to say the Star Trek convention is that way. <laughs> Maybe they were really trying to be helpful. Yeah. And they yelled out as much as they could. But later, they were sort of disappointed feeling that their point was almost certainly mistaken. Yeah, they were they were trying no, to point out maybe the start some Star Trek is available in that direction. Um <laughs> right, like there's an exhibit. Maybe there's a traveling exhibit. <laughs> this guy looks like he's into Star Trek. And they were going so fast that they just tried to shorten as much as possible and just that was it. You're right. Maybe maybe what I'm under maybe I'm just not considering how helpful people are in uh in Florida. Uh, you know, they're, they're just trying to, they're just going by, they have a two, one and a half seconds to try to, to contribute. Now this is this nonsense. I've, we want to help. We just don't always know how, uh, I got, I got, uh, slurs yelled at me. Um, and, uh, uh, walking with Shannon one time I was slurs, slurs, uh, the You're white man, I, I am a, well, not a racial slur, oh, okay. but a, uh, the, 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 um, the, the bundle of sticks, you know? Ah, yeah, ooh. yeah. Ooh. The time that that happened to me, uh, I was walking with my wife, pushing a stroller, which I feel like you know, even if even if you have relatively narrow views about what the length of one's hair <laughs> and the tightness of one's pants should be, or something, uh, you know, it just feels not like the like not the. I don't feel like all the pieces are there for you to for you to even end up there. Um, but that happened. I mean. I, I think that uh, maybe everybody in Florida has their windows open too much, and they're just they 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 feel like uh, well I open the window to my car, got to use it for something. Uh, let's yell at some passerby passersby. Look, we're a product of our environment down here. I I don't want to judge Floridians too harshly. <laughs> I do we try to help. <laughs> we don't know how. We it's hot. We keep our windows open. We come from a rural culture, but now we're in a city, and so we're trying to interact. It's just a big bundle of confusion. And, you know, you accidentally take meth one day, and things go downhill from there. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will say that Florida is under a fair amount of stress. It's, a, you know, your, your, their, your backyard's full of uh, insects that are 300% larger than they probably should be. Your grass is made out of, is the, is, is made out of, uh, sh- very, sh- in any other culture, the grass would not be considered grass. Uh, it's very sharp, thick, uh, grass that if you say roll down a hill all afternoon, uh, on as a child, maybe you would end you'll up, you'll have abrasions. Yeah. You'll end up miserable in a bath, uh, uh covered in sores, uh, which happened to me. There's um, half the plants are pokey or poisonous. Um, there's an, probably an alligator within a mile of you at all times. Um, there's fish dropping or f- fish, birds dropping fish in your backyard. That used to happen. A bird dropped a quesadilla in my backyard as well one time. Um, there's oh gosh, what else is happening? <laughs> it finally happened. There's probably there's probably a poisonous <laughs> snake within a hundred feet of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a hundred zillion degrees outside. A bird dropped a quesadilla in your backyard. (laughs) A bird dropped a quesadilla in my backyard. You heard me. You sure this wasn't a night terror? (laughs) Positive. The bird. uh, The birds would. uh, There was a. There was a. There was a bonefish grill near us, 
in some other like restaurant type <laughs> places and the birds they'd go hunting and I'd, I'd get a fish head in my backyard maybe get some uh prepared food products i got a mole i got some dead moles in my backyard um what else happened in florida back back in i mean you're under it's a swing state <laughs> you gotta there's a lot of pressure on floridians in a lot of different ways everyone hates you um the it's 98 humidity your grass is already long and you just mowed it yesterday yeah, we're less like a melting pot here. No, you're like so a melting pot. E- <laughs> like the pot is melting. <laughs> <laughs> the pot itself is melting. I was thinking more of like where the um, S bend in the sink drain. <laughs> you know, that's, the crap just stays here. <laughs> that's really brutal way of looking at Florida, even from a. From a sympathetic standpoint. There are many things I like about Florida, but it's way more fun to harass the insanity of it. Oh. I, uh, I, I mean, when I, when I think back to the time that we found a log covered in cockroaches in the very back of our yard and we spent the afternoon crushing cockroaches with sticks, like dozens of cockroaches, I was probably seven. You discover that cockroaches smell uh, a certain way when you crush them? Oh... Why did you make me smell that smell <laughs> in my head? Because it's important like, part. This is a real constant thing I live with, Cam. <laughs> That's right. We're not both thinking back to, ah, remember when we were remember when we had to live in Florida? But no, you're just there now. <laughs> I have to go outside of my house today. There there's an alligator within a mile of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> 